Social Media Serenity Podcast Episode Number 32. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Eric Fisher. And we are here this week to talk about how you can incorporate social media into your life, into extending your brand for your business, use it personally, and do all of that without it taking up every minute of your day. Dude, that's like... That's the closest to an awesome tagline we've had yet. I know. Try fitting that on your business card. <laughs> uh, and anyway, I tell you, what, I feel so good today and I'm not even on my Vicodin pain pills today. <laughs> I had a tooth extracted and uh, the Lost podcast the other night was kind of interesting, I think. Of course, I've not listened to it, but uh, right. I was mellow, I think. So anyway, uh, Eric, what are we talking about today? Tell folks right. what we're going to be covering. Well, we've got a we've got a couple of different little pieces involving Foursquare, and then I believe we've got a voicemail asking about LinkedIn, and we can kind of springboard off that into some of the "Hey, why should I use LinkedIn?" discussion. Why should I use LinkedIn? That's a good question, and I think you have some answers to that. I think Which I do. I need to listen to this episode, so I'm pretty much going to let you take the run <laughs> with this one. Uh, let's see here. So where do you want to start? You want to start with Matt Anderson's question, or do you want to start off with some uh, updates on Foursquare? Um, let's go with Foursquare. Okay. Let's get that stuff out of the way. Yes. So if you haven't noticed, Foursquare, the app, is updated. There is a brand new version, 1.7, in the App Store as well as everywhere else you can get it. And so go ahead and do it because it is great. It is an update to the app and it is a very um, what's it, visually stimulating version. It looks a lot better. The design has been revamped. There, it's just it's more colorful. It's more user friendly. The UI has been greatly improved, and I'm impressed. And I think. After looking and playing with it for about five minutes, I could figure out where stuff was quicker. It felt more intuitive. I think it's a great step forward for Foursquare. That is awesome. As a matter of fact, I saw it come through last night, and I think it must have, you know, when it did it just come out yesterday? Just yesterday, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, I, you know, I'll have to reserve my opinion on this because I tried it last night and it was just really, really slow. Uh, but I think it might have been just because everybody was te- te- yeah. checking everything out. But um, I do notice that when I go to check in, it's got a little, you know, 140 character text box now. And it says yeah. share with friends. Now, it looks like you. Yeah, it, it, it does look a little bit more intuitive. And uh, so I just checked into gspn.tv world headquarters and it's trying to update. And it got kind of froze here. I just, let's see here. I just stole the title of mayor of GSPN again from my wife. <laughs> ha, take that, Stephanie. There, live on there whatever. I just, I just ousted Stephanie as mayor. Very cool. Well, I'm glad to see that they have the improvement. You know, I must say, though, you know, as, as a person who works from home, I don't think Foursquare is as much fun as I, I, I would like it to be. Yeah, and I and I'm going to go ahead and add on to that that when it's just you're going to the same old places over and over, uh-huh. it's not some super exciting thing. But 
I was able to, again, this past weekend, I was up in uh, Chicago. So I'm checking into everywhere that I'm stopping, and it's all new places because that's not where I live. And uh, it it was interesting, again, to use it in a situation like that, but to use it at home in my hometown, it's not some super exciting thing unless I'm checking into places to see who else has checked in lately, you know, that I frequent and kind of check those people out, you know? Yeah. I, I've been good. Um, in other words, using it as like an actual networking tool versus a game. Right. Yeah. There, there, I've been playing with it. There are some things that I think that they could improve with this thing that I think will make it a lot of fun. Um, but you know, right now there, I, I, I think it's still growing. I think they're uh, obviously the fact that they just released this new version, by the way, um, Daniel in our chat room says that they upgraded to 1.7 on the Blackberry as well. So that's yeah. good to know. Thank you for uh, letting us know that. Um, but yeah, I, I think they're improving it. The one thing I did notice is I was down in Nashville and there it was, it was very buggy. So it allowed me to check in in all the places it allowed me to get all my points, but for some reason, when I was checked in in Nashville, it only showed me and one other person on the quote unquote leaderboard and it wouldn't show me any. And it was actually just me and my friend from Nashville and it wouldn't show me any of my friends who were not in Nashville. So I don't know what was going on there. Yeah, I think it it may have some kind of it, it either defaulted to a just your friends it locally setting or yes. something like that. That's what I saw it did. the same thing. Yeah, it, it, it kind of defaulted to just your friends locally. And I wanted to see my friends everywhere. It's like this first time, by golly, with me. I checked in at every restaurant and every restroom that I stopped at. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm getting some points here. Uh, but I still didn't beat DG or Stephanie. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, fun stuff. Hootsuite's got an integration now for yeah, um, Foursquare. How does that work? And why would you want to integrate Foursquare with Hootsuite. Tell me. Well, you uh, you know how on Foursquare there's this option to hit shout? Yes. That is basically not checking in anywhere, but sending a message to all your Foursquare friends. And does that send that via like the um, push notifications if they happen to have those on? Yes. Oh, Okay. But it's on them to turn it off. Like, I've got mine turned all the way off. I don't want to get a pop-up every single time somebody checks in somewhere. Right. And I would hope that other people would not want to be annoyed by me <laughs> and right. turn it off as well. But it would be fun. It would, And see, this is where they can improve this thing. It would be nice if I could turn on these push notifications, but choose what notifications I get and from whom I get them. For example, I would, you know, because we've actually got it. Both Stephanie and I have made it to where we are no longer updating Facebook or Twitter with our right. logins. Yeah, uh, I've, I've decided against that as well. However, we're still sharing that information with our friends and I would love to be able to, to to turn it on to where it says, if Stephanie checks in somewhere, let me know. You know, I'd, you, I'd, I'd you know what? You, what? You, you can do that. Really? You can do that. There's an if app you, for that. Well, it, and it's called Foursquare. No. Nice. <laughs> um, you turn on the, uh, I believe it's called Pings. Yes. You turn it on, but then go in to, I think you have to do it on the, four, you either do it based on clicking on the friend in the Foursquare app itself and then setting their pings to be on oh. or while everybody else's is off 
or most everybody else, if you want to include one or two other people that you want to get notified. Um, or you have to do it. I'm not sure if you can do it the way I just said, but I know you can do it on the website itself. Right. So if you go into Foursquare, select that friend, and then select yes for or turn on the pings, then you'd get a ping, you know, a little push notice every time Stephanie checked in somewhere with Foursquare. That's cool. You know, to you personally. So right. Now, here's the thing. It was it was pretty exciting because I was down in Nashville and I checked in and I went and I so I clicked on the friends tab and I was able to see, able to see what my friends were doing and where they're at, just like I normally would. They just I just couldn't see them on my leaderboard, how I was doing compared to them in points. But uh, I was still able to see it. And I saw that my wife was checked in at the Kenwood Mall. And uh, so I figured, you know, you know, she's back at home. She's got the kids. It's like, oh, that's cool. They got out of the house. They're doing something fun. They yeah. pro- they probably went over there. Probably, and and I just assumed that they had dinner at the Cheesecake Factory and had some cheesecake and were browsing around and just having a good time as a family. And that was just cool for me to be able to know that. And then, of course, um, I got a phone call from them about an hour later, and I said, "Hey, how was the Cheesecake Factory?" And they go, "How did you know?" <laughs> And it was, just, it was just cool because I I just love these. See, this is what I love about having families use this technology is because it, it does. It helps us to to just stay what's going on and stuff. So, I mean, it, it, it keep up with one another. I just like it. I like it. Yeah, a lot. It, it, it's an aid to your relationship. Absolutely. The important ones, you know. So I see buddies um, in our chat room. He's uh, he's in here probably for his first time. Uh, he was, uh, he was at PodCamp Nashville, so cool. got to, got to meet him and he sent me some photos. Thank you for those photos, by the way. All right. So what else is going on? Uh, what about, do we care about MySpace? The fact no. that Hootsuite has MySpace integration? Not, not really. All right. Um, well, but the, yeah, well to touch on the Hootsuite Foursquare connection real quick, you can't check in as far as I've played with it. You can't check in anywhere because you got to have the GPS enabled handheld device to do that. But you can do shouts. So if you know you had something important you wanted to send out to Twitter, Facebook, and as a shout to anybody who happens to be looking at their Foursquare app or set up to receive your shouts as push notices, you know, hey, I'm doing this. Quick, help me. What's the answer to such and such? You can do that. It's it's another cool little thing. But you know, I I'm not gonna send it out. So I'm not gonna send everything I do out to. Foursquare. Right. Now but it's cool to have possibly. Just a note here, update from the chat room. Live this just in. Strike that. Foursquare seems to have broken compatibility with the 1.7 update for the BlackBerry. At least it's not working on Daniel's Curve 8330. So there you okay. go. This just in. Matter of fact, you know what I should have done? <laughs> anyway. So... <laughs> Moving along. Uh, well, by the way, for those of you who do still use MySpace, and I recognize and please understand that, you know, I just don't use it. And I'm sometimes I say things without thinking about them first. So I apologize if I offended anybody by my nonchalant attitude towards Facebook or um, MySpace. But anyway, uh, MySpace, you can now update it directly from Hootsuite. Now, you could you could have updated it from Hootsuite before. And uh, that would be through the ping.fm integration. But now you can un you can untie ping.fm to MySpace and MySpace can be done without a third party intermediary service that might possibly be a, a chain in the uh, process that could go bad. So 
So now you never have to go to MySpace. You can just post there without Thank going. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, too funny. So, yeah. And and the one last little bit of Foursquare, there's a... Uh, there's more? They, but wait, there's, there's more. But wait, there's if more. If you order today, you get a free carrying case. Yeah. Um, the New York Times had an article about Foursquare introducing new tools for businesses. This Good. is going to have a bunch of different analytics, things that they can track and see who's checked in at your location you've created if you're a business. Um, things like things that got us really excited when we were first talking about it weeks ago about how to use Foursquare to build a brand, whether you're a little dinky brand or you're a huge corporation. Right. So well, I'm excited to hear about that because I think businesses should be getting on on the bandwagon of Foursquare. I think this is going to be something that becomes more and more popular in spite of the whole please rob me dot com, which I think is a total farce. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, the more I think about it, the more I just think it's silly. And I, I read another story. Thank you to Elsie out there who forwarded another story that was very similar to our Chris Biting story from last week. Uh, but somebody else who had a phone call and of course they, you know, it's like, so you're telling me you're one of my neighbors in our apartment complex. So uh, explain to me where, where is it that I live? And of course the person couldn't answer and it was just nice. You know, these people are randomly calling people trying to make a point. And it's like, you know, and, and, and the, the, and, and again, I know that there are some real issues here and, and we've even, adjust, I mean, I've even actually went in and unfriended everybody and started to only friend back certain people. I have decided that I'm not going to post it out on Facebook and Twitter. So I've I've even adjusted my own thoughts. But still, the whole please rob me dot com. I mean, if you wanted to, it's like all of a sudden it's like, hey, hello, uh, please rob me dot com. Please note that, you know, one third of the population from Monday through Friday from nine to five, their house is empty. I mean, seriously, I mean, really, did you need did you need me to tweet to notify you that I'm gone Monday through Friday from nine to five? I don't think so. Yeah. So, I mean, if you, anyway, it's just silly, but it, at the same time, it did raise some awareness. It even got us to thinking. And so it's not maybe completely silly. Hey, we have more clarity with what we're using the app for now. So. Exactly. And check me out. Look at me just arguing with myself back and forth. <laughs> I'm convincing myself otherwise. All right. So what are we talking about next? What's going on? Well, we've got oh, a voicemail. Voicemail from Matt Anderson. This just yes. in. Here we go. Hello, Cliff and Eric. This is Matt Anderson calling from Minnesota for Social Media Serenity. Hey, guys, I had a question about uh, making connections or friends on LinkedIn and also on YouTube. I've uh, recently been getting some friend requests on YouTube. I'm not really sure what that means or how it is the same or different than uh, friends on Facebook or on uh, or followers on Twitter. So our, can you tell me more about friends on YouTube when I get those invitations? And then also for LinkedIn, would you guys recommend accepting every uh, invitation from everybody that wants to be a friend or to be connected on LinkedIn? Or would you guys uh, suggest being more uh, choosy on who you would connect with on LinkedIn? All right, guys. Well, thanks for a great podcast. I look forward to hearing your answer. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Well, you know what they say, choosy moms choose Jeff. Yes. So, and choosy moms, I guess, are choosy about their friends. Now, uh, Eric, you are going to wax poetic about this in just a moment. But I just want to say, personally, what I do is on Facebook, I mean, if you have the ability to request friendship with me, you will get connected. 
if you are somebody who I remotely recognize on LinkedIn, I will accept you. On Twitter, that is the only place where I get a little choosy. Um, well, of course, that and um, <laughs> that's so funny in the chat room. But anyway, um, what was I saying? So, yeah, uh, but no, Foursquare, I'm, I'm choosy now as well. But but Twitter is the one place where I do have some some methods in place. It's like, listen, I'm only going to connect to people I either know personally that I've, I've had interaction with online or somebody who's consistently engaged in conversation with me. These are the kind of people that I, I will friend on Twitter because I do look at that quote-unquote fire hose from time to time. And I like that fire hose to be people's names that I recognize. And done those. And what I find that is actually a lot of fun, Eric, that I do is when I actually look at the fire hose, and for, the way, by the, for those of you who are, who are wondering, what's Cliff mean when he says the fire hose? What I mean by that is when I go to Twitter.com and I actually just see the stream of everybody, not just those who are in a list. But when I look at the stream of everybody, I like to actually go through and say, okay, is there anybody here that I don't recognize? And if I don't recognize them, I want to actually get to know them better. And if I get to know them better and then find out that, you know what, I'd probably rather not connect with this person or at least be updated and bothered by what their uh, status updates are, then I just unfriend them. But but that's pretty much how I do Twitter. But LinkedIn, I know that people say it should be more business and, you know, only stuff like this. And and I'm now going to turn things over to you, Eric, because you've actually been to a uh, conference on this and have come away with some ideas and some notes. Yeah. Um, and well, and let's address his first part of his email or voicemail real quick. He asked, he mentioned YouTube. Oh, yeah. Um, YouTube is kind of, I mean, you have accounts and you can kind of subscribe to other people's accounts and things like that. And I've gotten requests that way, but I don't, I don't block anybody, but I also don't go follow or friend anybody there either. I just don't, it's not that type of an environment in my mind. Yeah, I consider following somebody on YouTube the same as if I would subscribe to their podcast. So if I, if there, matter of fact, I think I'm only subscribe, I'm only quote unquote subscribed or following like three people on YouTube. And uh, those are people who are either clients or friends of mine that, that are creating some interesting content that I like to see from time to time. But, yeah. But and yeah, I consider following somebody on YouTube the same as subscribing to a podcast that they might produce. Yeah. So I, I would go ahead and say, if somebody wants to subscribe to you, let them. Yeah, absolutely. In, I never block realm, anybody. Not a problem. Um, the And then the other unique situation here is that with LinkedIn, with Facebook, you've got this, you've got to have a, and even like Foursquare, you've got to have a mutual um, acknowledgement of the friendship for the connection to be made. Right. With Twitter, with Twitter though, you could follow somebody that's not following you or the other way around. People can follow you that you're not following. So there's a, Twitter's got a unique situation with the way it, it works. But again, LinkedIn, let's, let's go with air. Um, he asks if we would just accept every uh, connection or, ne- or, or for lack of better term, or to, to maybe simplify it, friending on uh, LinkedIn. And the seminar that I went to was really informative about the fact that LinkedIn is really a unique social network where it is supposed to be more about being professional, but 
and and they strongly suggested not accepting or going out and friending every single person that you don't know. And the reason they gave was you want to have a reliable network uh, for your professional, you know, searching and, and things like that. And I agree with what they say, but I don't do it. Right. I, if somebody requests to uh, connect with me on LinkedIn, I check out and see who they are. If there's somebody that's going to connect me to more people so that then I, if somebody's searching for, you know, uh, some of the stuff that is on my quote unquote resume profile LinkedIn page, then if they're, if somebody's out there is looking for that and they're connected in two to three levels away from me and I'm connected, somehow they will find me. So, um, cause like, for example, I'm looking at my LinkedIn profile page right here, right now. And it says your profile has been viewed by 10 people in the last 30 days. And I've appeared in, uh, search results 12 times in the last seven days. Oh, where's that at? I've never seen, I've never even logged into LinkedIn to see this stuff. Where, where's yeah, this at? If you, if you go, if you go right to linkedin.com and you sign in uh-huh. on your right hand side, you'll say people, you'll see people, you know, do you see that? All right. So I'm going, okay, let me, I'm, I'm logged in on the, yes, people you may know. Okay. And then go below that and it'll say who's viewed my profile. Okay, cool. Which is something that Facebook doesn't have. And I think I'm glad it's not there because if it did, you'd see a lot of stalkers. Right. This but one anyway, says your profile has been viewed by six people in the last 30 days. And in the last night, in the last 90 days, you've appeared in six. Uh, search six times or 10 times. Yeah. Pretty cool. So I, did not I mean, even you know can, that was there. Yeah. So you can kind of see what people are looking for that are connected to you or where you're popping up. Um, really cool tool there. But anyway, um, basically to round out my answer to his question, it's up to you how you want to um, cultivate your professional network. If it's somebody that you think is going to add benefit to your professional well-being in the future, by all means, add them because probably I would too. If they're, if they have, if they, I mean, there's a certain extent where it's like somebody's running around in there and they're handing their business card out in their hand as they shake everyone's hand. But if they are doing that digitally, then to a certain extent, they're connecting you with other people that are important in the room, so right. to speak, you know? So I'm, I'm looking here. Uh, I, I find it interesting that right now I only have 198 connections and, the, and, and those connections are people who have had some kind of business interaction with me. Really, I'd, that's that's the one thing that's unique here is that even though I put my LinkedIn stuff in my my emails well really i'm only interacting with people who are either gspn.tv plus members or or mm -hmm. you know li you know just regular normal community members that maybe aren't plus members or people who are clients and those are really the uh, that's the only place that you really see my linkedin profile right um so yeah i mean it makes sense and of course the the good thing here and and what i think is most valuable about linkedin is the the uh recommendations that, it is. That, it's a very good thing. That, you know, of course, I'm not looking to to get a job anywhere, and, and nor do I think I'll ever need to ever go out and get another job anywhere. I, I don't think I could ever work for somebody now that I've tasted the freedom that comes with being an entrepreneur. 
But uh, the thing is, though, is it, it, what has been beneficial about these recommendations are that when people connect and they're look with me on LinkedIn and I ser- I show up in a quote unquote search on LinkedIn for podcast consultant, people see the recommendations that other people have written about me and my services. Exactly. And this is where I see that there's a lot of value. And so this is why I am very relaxed on who it's like, by golly, I don't care if I've never met you before. I will let you connect with me so that you can see what other people have said about me and my recommendations. Yeah. And LinkedIn uh, material is Google crawled. Nice. So it increases your Google standing for you to list out all the stuff you're connected with, these recommendations, all those things. I actually just did a Google search for my name and then one of the keywords that is in my current title on LinkedIn, and it was it brought me right up in Google. And it Very was cool. the link was to my LinkedIn page. Nice. So it does help. I um, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was thinking of the no. other thing I was going to say. I, I was I was just noticing that I, I need to update my profile because it still uh, promotes all my equipment sales. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad I logged in. It's, it's the first time I've logged in the LinkedIn probably. Well, I, you know, I, I, I guess technically when you actually get the email, it says so-and-so wants to connect with you on LinkedIn and you click OK and it takes you to the website and then it says you're connected. Technically, that's called logging in. I As far as I'm concerned, is is I don't consider that to be a login. But I, yeah. I probably log into LinkedIn actually once a year or twice a year. Yeah. I mean, well, and, and I think you could probably benefit in terms of building your brand by spending a little bit more time in that pool. Yeah. Um, just modifying your profile like you obviously realize you need to do. Um, yeah. But also you can even, I mean, not to be heavy handed with it, but you could... S- well, for lack of a better word, solicit to key people for recommendations. Right. It's it's not necessarily a thing to have shame about if you do good work and they know you do and they would be happy to do a recommendation for you. You know, yes. it's, it's not a bad thing. Well, see that I did do that back about a year, about a year ago. If you go to podcastanswerman.com slash recommendations, what I did is I took all the recommendations, all the good, you know, really well thought out and well executed recommendations, and I took screen captures of the words that they wrote. Oh yeah, and their pi- picture and everything, and I created a you know close recommendations page on my website, and that way you don't even have to be a friend with me on LinkedIn to actually see what people have been saying about me on LinkedIn. Right. So again, that's at podcastanswerman.com forward slash recommendations. That's a good way to export that out. And yeah. and then it still keeps it in the LinkedIn to where if somebody searches for, you know, podcast consulting, your name is going to probably come up somewhere and then they see, oh, recommendations from, you know, however many people. Yeah. Tommy's, and it really boosts your, your credibility. Tommy's in our chat room. He says, yeah, I think I have 14 Facebook lists, each with certain settings. He says, so even the non-web friends see different things. Not everyone sees my home address, for example. See, I don't put my home address on any social network at all anywhere. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I mean, the only fo- the only stuff that I put that's personal um, is, you know, of course my email address. I mean, I don't care if the entire world knows my email address is cliff at ravenscraft.org. 
That doesn't bother me. Um, I don't try to mask that or hide that. Um, and you know what? I put my Google voice number, 859-757-1399. The world can know about that as well. Uh, the cool thing is, is that I can actually, you know, it doesn't ring to my phone after certain hours and all kinds of other stuff. So those kind of things I don't mind yeah. being out there. And if you go to podcastanswerman.com, those are the two most prominent things on the right-hand side of my page. But I certainly don't put my home address anywhere online. I mean, it's just not even for my closest of close friends. It's like, listen, you want to know my address? Call me and I'll give it to you. And uh, that's pretty much how I handle that. Yeah, it's it's invitation only. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah, and there, there's a couple other cool things here. On and actually, what you just said about uh, what. Who was it that said they have different filters for for Facebook? Uh, yeah, that was Tommy in the chat room. That's really cool because I've actually been kind of doing that myself. Finally, getting around to doing that, I've been creating kind of filters and workflows for Facebook and Twitter so that I'm not spending so much time there, but not missing the the cream of the crop stuff that I go there for. Right, and that's for some future far off episode as I tweak this, but. Um, that's one of the things that I like about LinkedIn is because you can limit it so well to just the people you want to connect with professionally. And if you're going into LinkedIn, you're doing it with a specific purpose, not to get lost in the Farmville or the pictures and photos or the status updates. You're going there for a specific reason. Is You're going to either go search for somebody that you've met to connect with somebody you've met, see, you know, professionally, um, something that would uh, further your career. So exactly, yeah. So yeah. So there's a lot of things that um, I mean. Obviously, LinkedIn is something that is, and I would say it's an untapped resource that I've really never dove into. It's something I've obviously never been really serious about. However, I will say that if again, if you go to podcastanswerman.com forward slash recommendations you'll see that, I mean, the amount of value that I've got out of the very little that I've put into it is extremely large. I mean, I mean I've mean, i got CEOs of companies. I've got people who are from ABC News Radio. I mean, I've got some really, I think some pretty powerful recommendations and the words that they wrote clearly communicate to my potential customers that, hey, this is a guy that I want to work with. You know, I, this is a guy I want to consult with me to coach me on how to improve my podcast. There's obviously some people in here that that just, you know, these these are people that I would trust. And so, yeah, I, just the little bit that I've worked in LinkedIn has been beneficial. But for some reason, I just it, it's not been a, a, a venue that I've really looked into a whole lot. Um, and it, it's to be honest with you, it's not even going to be on my to do list anytime within the next six months that I can foresee at this time. But it will be something that I, you know, it's on that, you know, that thing to do within the next 12 to 18 months that, you know, hey, think creatively about how I can maximize the effectiveness of this network. And, um, you know, I'll let you know if that changes. And I'm, I'm sure I'll come up with a couple ideas for you and we'll bring them up on this show. There we go. And that's why we're here, my friends. Hey, so what are we going to talk about next week? Well, uh... Let's go ahead and talk about our our processes. How do we reach inbox zero across all these social media platforms? Have we never talked about inbox I, zero? We've not ever talked about that. Let's do, next week is inbox zero. 
I think that that is, that is it. Inbox Zero. So if you guys out there have questions, thoughts, concerns about uh, Inbox Zero, what is Inbox Zero, how crazy we are to have Inbox Zero, how it's impossible to have Inbox Zero or not so impossible to have Inbox Zero. We want your thoughts, your your feelings on this. 859-795-4067. You can call us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 859-795-4067. Hey, Eric, how yes. can folks get in touch with you on Twitter? Where can they find you, my friend? They can find me at Eric with a K, J Fisher. Eric with the K, the letter J, F-I-S-H-E-R. Follow him on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash GSPN. And, of course, check out some of our other shows here at GSPN at gspn.tv slash shows. Until next time, everybody, join the community. 